Hey, welcome to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to hear every song that has ever existed. A podcast on the Lughole Network. I'm your host, James Crowley, and today we are talking about drinking songs. Um, the last week was the first part of my conversation with Jacob from Big Yellow Praxis about, you know, songs to, to drink to, which I think, you know, a lot of people have. You may not think about it so actively, and I think a lot of drinking songs maybe aren't necessarily intended to be drinking songs, but I think we had a good chat. If you haven't listened to part one yet, go back and listen. Um, there's lots of fun songs in that. There's, uh, like, uh, Gangrene, Alcohol, there's uh, ACDC's Have a Drink On. On me there's thin lizzie there's dubliners there's uh warren zevon and bismarcky and um you know a, a couple other artists there's a lot of like fun artists in there a lot of fun songs and a lot of like different attitudes towards drinking and i think that that's uh, a big thing that gets covered throughout this podcast um if you like what you hear here, you can hear more of Jacob uh, on his YouTube channel, Big Yellow Praxis. The website's BigYellowPraxis.com. I could link you uh, down in the show notes, uh, and you could follow him on all those. Uh, you can follow me on all my social media. I'm James P. Crowley on Instagram and TikTok, James P. Crowley 68 on Twitter. Uh, the podcast, James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, is on Instagram also. It is February, which means MWE, Music Writer Exercise. I'm listening to an album I haven't heard every day for the month of February. I'm trying to mix it up. If you have suggestions, feel free to send them my way. But, uh, you know, you listen to a new album, you write one tweet about it, and then, uh, yeah, and I've been posting those on my Instagram also, um, on the podcast's Instagram. So go check that out. Uh, it's It's been a lot of fun. Today, as I'm recording this, I'm listening to... Um, to Richard and Linda Thompson's I Want All the Bright Lights. I think that's it. Um, and I, I'm almost through it, and I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, but anyway, feel free to have a beer, have a shot, a glass of wine, a cocktail, whatever your poison is. Or, you know, if you're not drinking like I haven't been, uh, have a seltzer, have a cup of coffee, have a tea, um, and enjoy the rest of my conversation with Jacob about drinking songs. I'll jam out with you next time. Bye. Um, but anyway, let's roll on into your next pick. I don't know if I'm going to say this right. K-Son by Cold Chisel. Yes. I left my heart to the sapos round K-San And my soul was sold with my cigarettes To the black market man I had the Vietnam cold turkey From the ocean to the silver city And it's only other vets could understand About the long forgotten dark side guarantees How there were no V-Day heroes in 1973 How we sat in a Sydney harbor I saw an old friend but I couldn't kiss her she was lying and I was home to the lucky land well, She was like so many more from that time on Their lives were all so empty Till they found their chosen one Yeah, yeah, so I literally only know this song by this band, they're Australian um, And it's about Vietnam, it's basically a Vietnam song Yeah from what I've read, this is their their biggest head. Um, yes. I wasn't familiar with this until 
<laughs> this playlist. So yeah, so I wasn't. I, I think I first heard it only a year or two ago because one of the people in my band is from New Zealand, ah. and he he introduced it to me. And again, this is not a drinking song in a way. Actually, it doesn't really mention drinking. It mentions drug problems, I guess, which is actually right. quite dark. Um, but, but worse it, than Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, it's completely appropriate. But it has that kind of pub rock fist pumping feel to it again and the lyrics are still quite depressing and ptsd yeah. and all this stuff it made me think a lot of bruce springsteen um yeah because it kind of has a very similar like sonic vibe and i think that like when you listen to a, someone like springsteen you know even if the song doesn't necessarily explicitly reference drinking or something it can kind of you know, still capture that feeling. This could kind of be something that comes on on the jukebox and, mm -hmm. you know, you're talking to, you know, the old Vietnam vet that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. goes there every night and, you know, yeah, has yeah, exactly. three drinks and then goes home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, so to me, like, Viet music about Vietnam, you know, we all hear, like, For What It's Worth by uh, Buffalo Springfield or yeah. Creedence Clearwater Revival or Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Or some, yeah, you hear it on every film that's about vietnam and this one's totally different because it's australian but it's yeah. still sounds very american yeah it doesn't, it doesn't have that late 60s feel it feels very 70s kind of like as you say bruce springsteen but it still sounds super american i think the guy is probably putting on a bit of an american accent um but it is i i think it's really cool and it's 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 an odd mix of you know it's they i think they lyrically treat it quite seriously and i do think they do a good job but it's still a fist pumping song and i I don't know why I think of it as a drinking song because it's almost, I'm not trying to trivialize the reality of it, but right. you know what I mean? It just has that feel. Well, it's um, easy. It's also easy, I think, just when you look back on those eras, you know, not to not necessarily think about the, you know, to kind of be like, oh, the song just rules. Yes, <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 true, true. That is true. And I think the song does rule. I really like it. It's, yeah. it's quite straightforward in a way, but it's just cool. And I like the guy's voice. I like the harmonica and the organ. It's just a weird, like, little mix of things that just, yeah, again, this was very like cool. Rock. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's keep on rolling along into my next pick, which was Game Show's Touch Our Lives by the Mountain Goats. Dug up a fifth of Hood River gin That stuff tastes like medicine But I'll take it It'll do On the couch in the living room all day long Music on the television playing our song And I'm in the mood The mood for you Very, very sad. Yeah, yeah. So this one, um, when I was at uni, a few of my friends were really into the Mountain Goats, and I never really listened very far. But listening to this, the first thing I thought was, his voice sounds almost exactly the same as the guy from They Might Be Giants, which is obviously oh, a totally yeah, different Oh, yeah, I've heard that. And I was just really bemused, because it felt, it, I 
for a moment I thought it was him. I can't remember his name, John something. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is that him? But singing like a folky kind of song. Like this is yeah. weird. And I looked at the name. I was like, oh, the Mountain Goats. I vaguely know of them. But yeah, yeah. This is again like musically, it doesn't sound super super sad. Um, but then you the start really... listening to the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. The lyrics are really well done. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I, maybe it's just inherent to drinking songs that there's always like. Either the lyrics are really happy and the music's a bit different, or you know, there's that we there's always a mix, and like I guess that's what drinking is because you always get a bit larry and then you get sad. It happens to everyone, I guess. Yeah, I, I uh, to me, I always think of the instrumental. It kind of sounds a little foggy to me, you yeah, know, kind of like, like you're in like a little bit of a drunken hate, like almost like when you, like if you go to a bar in the middle of the afternoon and have like three or four drinks and then you just kind of go on with your day, there's always that little like fog around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and this song, this whole album is about a couple that are drinking themselves to death, um, you know, and there are some moments that are a little bit more fun and a little bit more upbeat sounding. And then this one, I just kind of think kind of captures the mundanity of a lot of drinking and a lot of drinking at home and a lot of, you know, yeah, yeah. sadness that comes with it. Yeah. yeah. So what, what does the title mean? I'm not sure if I grasp game shows touch our lives. Um, it's literally like TV game shows? Yeah. Oh, so uh, this may be a cultural barrier, but so there's a one quick reference. Uh, let me see if I could find it in the lyrics where it's like, all this could be yours if the price is right. The price is right is like oh, the yeah. iconic American game show. Yes. Like no, if I you stay home from sick from school, you would watch Price is Right on TV. Right, right, um, right. You know, and it's just kind of the, you know, I think part of it is just the fact that like the price is right is on like late morning early afternoon like noonish yeah, so yeah. like if you're drinking when the price is right is on and you're just drinking watching the price is right you probably have a drinking problem right okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so you know i kind of think that there's a lot in this song about you know the image i kind of think of is a couple just kind of very boringly getting trashed while watching game shows on tv yeah yeah, um, yeah. oh god yeah no that is quite depressing yeah <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good song actually i need to listen to more of them because i think i think probably at the time when i was at university i think people were recommending it i think maybe i didn't like his voice back then i was quite like ooh, turned off by it but you know i, I like this actually I, I thought ooh, maybe i need to give these guys another shot yeah um, they're they're very fun and i think you know if you're like into folk music they're very cool like lyrically and do a lot of interesting things some yeah. of their more recent stuff they've kind of stepped outside and i don't know if i like it but okay, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, the early not even the early the mid 2000s stuff there's a lot of like cool stuff mm -hmm. um but yeah and yeah, yeah. one more thing with this song that i just kind of wanted to shout out that i love so much is the line people say friends don't destroy one another what do they know about friends yeah um, yeah kind that of the main line i remembered from it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it kind of captures that same that same sort of energy of they speak of my drinking but never of my thirst yes yeah, yeah, you know yeah, where yeah. it's just like oh you know you guys should maybe not be together and it's like well, what yeah, do they yeah, know yeah. <laughs> it's a nice it's a nice turn of phrase but at the same time in the same way that I'm like I'm not a fighty drunk, so I don't necessarily. So I, I'm lucky enough that I've never really had a friendship, and I'm sure most people haven't really had. I don't know, maybe I've never had like that bad of a friendship that I would genuinely myself unironically say something like that. Right. But I, it's also almost something that I can appreciate 
as like a, a well-turned phrase or yeah. like people do have those relationships so to me there's almost that still distance where that distance from where i'm still like oh that's right. super dark i don't know it's so yeah. dark or it's it's kind of about also just like recognizing like oh hey maybe this is a person maybe i shouldn't be friends with or be around yes. you know which as i've gotten older i've gotten better about cutting those people out you know quicker yeah, but yeah, when yeah, i was younger just... i was like oh you know yeah this is still fun yeah 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 be friends with everyone in spite yes. of their their problems or whatever exactly um, but let's roll on into your next pick, which was Waiting Around to Die by Town Van Zandt. Times I don't know where this dirty road is taking me. Sometimes I don't even know the reason why. But I guess I keep a gambling, lots of booze and lots of rambling. Well, it's easier than just waiting around to die. All one time, friends, I had a ma, even had a pa. Well, he beat her with a bell once, cause she cried. She told him to take care of me, headed down to Tennessee. Well, it's easier than just waiting around to die. Yeah, I decided I was going to try to match uh, the depressing <laughs> feeling of some of your songs. And I think I probably took it too far. This song is just depressing, oh, I yeah. think, isn't it? I really like it. Uh, I do it's think great. It's, it's got that great vibe to it. But I've introduced it to some people before. And they've just said, oh, my God, I just want to slip my wrist. This song is really <laughs> depressing. And I never quite actually thought I was, I was being ironic before. I d I've never thought myself this is too depressing. But, yeah, it's really playing with that, like, <laughs> like kind of that border, like, almost over it. Yeah. Um, it's, well, because it, it, it's that classic country western of, you know, I'm kind of going from town to town doing all the, you know, bullshit, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, very, you know, sort of in the same way of the Mountain Goat song where you're just kind of, you know, sitting around drinking, feeling sad, you know, but, you know, at the same time, you're kind of, um, you know, it just, you know, you're still doing it, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're acknowledging this might not be the healthiest behavior, but I'm going to keep at it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's that kind of like self-sabotaging thing. And yeah. Like, did Towns Van Zandt, he, I mean, I know he died when he was 40-something. I assume he died of heroin or something like that. I mean, the guy had serious substance abuse issues. Um, um, I actually, I'm pulling it up right now. I actually don't know much about his life. Yeah. Um, but it does, yeah. It, yeah, it does say that he got sober for a time, but I guess maybe kind of everything took a toll on him. Yeah. Um, so again, it's like it's not necessarily specifically a drinking song, but he, he, there's a point at which all substance abuse is all you know. It's, right. it's all the same. And um, I, like, do I'm almost cheating in a way because it's a song about substance abuse or drinking or whatever. But would I put this on while drinking? Uh, yeah, I probably would. I probably have actually. So I should say <laughs> I would. Well, I think um, a lot of those like outlaw country songs work very well for drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially again, it's one of those things like as a non-american it's a kind of you can put this on as a signal that like oh yeah like it has that vibe of i don't know 
uh, a like, bar off the highway or something like that. Something I've never actually visited, but you know, you know, you can buy the red cups, and that's a s symbol of American yeah. drinking culture. And like, I can almost put this on and like act it. And you know, we all do that to some degree, I guess. Um, and uh, I think that's what this song kind of has that vibe for me. It feels like very like tumbleweed, dusty roads. Yeah. Um, it you know I always think about I always think about like guys like you know Town Van Zandt, Johnny Cash, you know Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, just kind of like rolling into town with just a guitar and then just like sitting at a bar all night. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, totally. That's that's exactly the vibe. Um, but I, I I do like the song in spite of how like unrelentingly depressing yeah. it is. Um, there's a band that I like that just did like a punk cover of this and it kind of is a little bit more like anthemic and even though you know it still has all those depressing lyrics you know they you know it ends up howling you know I'm waiting around to you know it yeah, it's yeah. much more like drink racing song than yeah, 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 yeah. Town Van Zandt version yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice um, but let's roll on into my next pick which was Champagne Problems by Taylor Swift Swift does not have a lot of drinking songs. Um, you know, she has a few songs that could come on at a party and be good. Um, but this, I kind of, you know, it's depressing, um, but it's also kind of a low key sort of song where you could kind of put it on, on like a, a wine drinking night, you know? Yes. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. It does feel like more again, like a wine drinking night. Um, and it's, it's definitely not fighty. It's definitely not yeah. Larry. Um, so, um, Taylor Swift is someone who's really com almost completely passed me by. It's I don't really listen to like the radio, so ah. I, it's just not something. Even like, I could probably name one song by her other than this. She's just someone I know who's big, and obviously you know because she's in the news. Yeah, I really I, I could not recognize much of her songs. Um, so I didn't know what to expect when I saw this. Like, she, you know, she's pop artist, but I guess yeah. she used to be a bit more country, from what I understand. She was so she kind of she started country, then went very far pop music, and then kind her last two albums have been a bit more folky. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, yeah. which is cool. This was one of the albums that has more of that folk feel. Um, and you know, I really love I really love Taylor's output from like 2012 up until now some of the older stuff i don't really connect with mm -hmm. um but yeah i you know i recommend giving some of her stuff a listen yeah because yeah, i i was expecting something really like super polished and poppy i guess which i don't have anything against I'm not, right but hearing this it's like it's very very well produced very clean but also very intimate like her voice is like right there yeah. 
and I mean it's probably some studio trickery there always is but yeah. it doesn't it sounds totally natural and just like they didn't I'm not saying her voice was pitchy or wrong at any point but they, they didn't try to hide every every imperfection yeah. if you know it, it, um, in terms of what you'd expect from like a shiny pop record it was very you, just like do you voice. listen to uh, the national at all uh i've heard bits i have a friend who's really into the national okay actually. one of the guys from the national produced a bunch of stuff on this album right, right. Um, having heard their stuff a bit yeah i can totally imagine yeah. a similar vibe yeah and um justin vernon from bonnie Vare um has guested on this album and the one prior so right 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 you know she's kind of embracing a little bit more of like the indie influences yes, um yeah, yeah. And you know, with this song, I kind of, it kind of makes me think of just like sitting around with like a very tight knit group and gossiping. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has that, yeah. It definitely has that feel of like being in a tight knit group. Also, felt to me like I don't know why. She just say something about being on a train. I'm I'm really terrible at remembering. Lyrics. Um, does she? Oh yeah, the you booked the night train for a reason. Yeah, but it get to me like you could be. I don't know if you, you guys must do this a bit, like train drinking. It has a train oh, yeah. drinking feel. Um, um, it depends where you are. For me, if I go into uh, Manhattan or Brooklyn or something, I will drink a beer on the train. Yes, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, you have to. <laughs> yeah. It would be, it would be uh, ill-mannered not to sometimes. Um, but yeah, so it did. And again, it's not just the lyrics, but it had that feel of, um, like you could be passing through a bit of countryside or a bit of like city as well. You almost feel like the country going by you. It's quite a big sounding song in spite yeah. of it being quite low key, which I thought was, I don't know, it had that kind of low key traveling while drinking feel to it. And it was quite serene, I guess is almost what I say. Yeah, yeah. You know, much more mellow. And even though some of the lyrics are kind of sad, it doesn't necessarily like, it's not like a tear in my beer type song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's a nice balance between it because it is a little bit like that, but without going full blown into that. It was it was it was really nice because again, not having heard, probably being able to recognize one Taylor Swift song. Yeah. I not was not expecting this at all. Yeah. Just like really low key, nice piano and her voice, just quite raw and straightforward. Yeah, I feel like if you go back and you start listening through the discography, you'll be like, oh, I recognize this. I recognize that. Just because yeah, yeah. she's so huge and you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, let's roll on into your next pick, which was Roll the Wood Pile Down by the Dreadnoughts. Way down in Florida, them girls all dance to the old banjo, and we'll roll the wood pile down. Rolling, rolling, rolling the whole world round that brown gala mines on the Georgia line, and we'll roll the wood pile down. Can you do in Tampa Bay? Ha! Way down in Florida But give them yellow girls all your pay And we'll roll the wood pile down Rolling, rolling, rolling the whole world round That round girl of mine's on the Georgia line And we'll roll the wood pile down them Cardiff girls ain't got no frills uh, Way down in Florida They're skinny and tight as catfish gills And we'll roll the wood pile down Rolling, So in a way, this song is kind of just a stand-in for It could be any kind of vocal sea shanty type thing yeah. Or it could be any other versions of the same song Because, you know, folk songs are done by so many people yeah, um, I just thought this is kind of a cool bit of a punky version of it that I'd put in. Yeah, um, but I love 
I love sea shanties and I love, I mean, I've already said I love folk music and it's, it's a type of folk music, isn't it? So, yeah. but I really, it's just a great vibe. You know, you just, that maritime feel, drinking like beer and rum and ale and yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's just raucous. Again, it's Larry and I just, yeah. it's a great feel. And this isn't necessarily even my favorite version of this song, but I just thought, you know, it's a cool version still. Yeah. And I, it's just, it's just great fun. But I do, I don't know if there's one bit right at the start of the song. And I don't know whether I'm mishearing it, but I feel like they say, oh, he's a twat. Um, I, I don't, don't know. I didn't really. So I didn't pick up on the lyrics very much, even which is ironic because that's <laughs> kind of the whole point of sea shanties. But yeah, yeah. let's, uh, you know, like very, you might not hear it unless you get headphones. It's very quiet. I don't know if that's actually a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. But like he, there's because there's a bit of chatter at the beginning, so right. And I, but uh, sorry, I just wanted to point to it as this is me taking issue with Americans because, because it sounds like he says, "Oh, he's a twat," which is how you guys pronounce twat, which is deeply offensive to British people. It's something oh. that we always like. Every time I'm watching like American media and someone says that, I don't, it doesn't come up much, but it's it's deeply it's wrong. It's just well, it's it's, like it's here, one of those things. I feel I feel like that's one of that's one of the very dirty words in America, where like right. Am, am I allowed to say it on your podcast? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of uh, I mean, it's very similar to like the word cunt. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, which I my understanding is it's a little bit more common in the UK and Ireland. Yeah, and it, even more so in Australia, where it's, it's seemingly punctuation or something. Yeah, um, for but you know, I la my last girlfriend was Irish, like from Ireland, um, and she would use cunt like pretty casually, and I was like, yeah. uh, you can't really say that. Here. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, no, so but I, same sort of thing with twat, twat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. It's it it really it's like because um, you guys you don't really say wanker, do you? That's a very oh. British thing. And hearing Americans try to say that, like, no, sorry, I don't mean to just rip on you, Americans. Oh, no, that's It's totally... just really surreal. I mean, I'm sure there are certain words we say that are really American that sound weird, but twat, twat, I, it, it really, it kind of messes with my brain every time I hear it. So when I hear the start of this song, I don't know whether I'm mishearing it, but it sounds like he's saying, because they're, are they actually Canadian? I, I think they're Canadian. Um, sure. But, you know, basically the same. <laughs> sorry. It's <laughs> tough. Um, and I, I feel I hear them go, oh, yeah, he's a twat. And I just, every time, it's just like, oh, you've nearly ruined the song for me because that's just weird. That's so funny. <laughs> but the song is actually a good song. It's a drink. It's it's a straightforward, not technically a drinking song. Um, but I feel like with sea shanties, they all kind of, they all kind of fit within that realm. Exactly. Yeah. They're all, they don't need to say it because it's yeah. there. It's, it's, it's um, an undercurrent. There was there was the big trend a few months ago where sea shanties were huge on TikTok, mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. you know, and I, I, you know, that was when I first heard the dreadnoughts just because someone, uh, you know, I had to write about it for work. So someone that I interviewed was like, oh, yeah, a band that I like does a lot of sea shanties. And I was like, OK, you know, and I think that it's very, you know, it, what, anything that you could sing with a big group of people and it doesn't really have to be perfect. Yeah, you know yeah. is what fits for this i totally agree yeah yeah and I th yeah I, I i think it's just cool it's a fun song it's um again it's been done by tons of different people so yeah. you could almost like take any version and it's cool and fun yeah um but let's keep on rolling along into my next pick which is badlands by bruce springsteen um Gotta head on, push, smashing in my guts, man, I'm caught in my cross, 
this I kind of chose for sort of the same reason as the Cold Chisel song, where, yes. it, you know, it's not necessarily exactly a drinking song, but I feel like, you know, it kind of has that pounding, you know, the you know, when he says Badlands, you know, you, mm-hmm. it makes you want to like raise a glass and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, just kind of have a good time. Yeah, I, I, it's it's a weird one, this, because I was probably, of all the songs we, we, we've talked about, I was probably most ambivalent towards this, because there's lots I like about Bruce Springsteen and this song, but also I feel like this is potentially the most Bruce Springsteen song ever. <laughs> and it's to me, it's like right on that line where I enjoy it and it's cool and like he's got a good voice, but sometimes I'm just like, Bruce, shut the fuck up. <laughs> he's, just, he's just always shouting in that same... And I don't know, it's it's not fair in a way because I do like a lot of what he does yeah. and he's, he's cool, he's Bruce Springsteen. He's like an international icon isn't he but at the same time i'm just like bruce you need to just shut your mouth for a second please um and it's i always have that i don't always have that with him but sometimes and this song unfortunately is the epitome of that where i'm right. like yeah it's cool it's awesome bruce shut your mouth just it's I, I, it's they exist at the same time well it's so it's so fun because i love i love springsteen you know kind of inside and out um but I read his I read his autobiography last summer, and yeah, yeah. there were a lot of moments where, as you're reading it, it's it's exactly what you would expect Bruce Springsteen to say in a yeah, book yeah. about his life, yeah, which is cool, which is why I got it. But also, yeah. you know, there were moments where you were like, "All right, Bruce, I think you gotta chill," <laughs> you know. Yes, and yeah, I yeah. laugh because I I just interviewed um, like a pop punk band for an online website, you know where they have a Bruce Springsteen cover coming out in a few weeks. So we just talked about Bruce for like 20 minutes. And uh, they were kind of like, oh, you know, I said that same thing. And, you know, it was kind of a positive thing, but it's also kind of a negative thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I totally... But that's like, we all have favorite artists. And I think anyone who is classic and brilliant has that, where they're almost too much themselves at times. And that's just what it is to be yourself, I guess, sometimes. like, yeah. And we can't all like that all the time. Um, so, like, for me, I always mention, I, I love the Beach Boys and I love Brian Wilson. I think he's, yeah. I just think he's mind-blowingly brilliant. But, you know, for a lot of people, he's just too Brian Wilson for them. And, you know, I just totally, it's like, what are you going to do? And Bruce Springsteen, again, this, I can put this on and enjoy it. But I think it's if I pay, to, that's why it's a good drinking song. If I pay too much attention to it, I get to the end of the song, and I'm like, yeah, I did enjoy the song, Bruce, but also shut the fuck up. And I, can't <laughs> help, and I just can't help but feeling that emotion. Um, right. But, you know, I still think he's great. He just he has a great voice. He really like he really just yells things really cool. Yeah. Um, and I even like him when he's when he sings um, Santa Claus is coming to town. That is just <laughs> it's just cool. And um, yeah. actually, one of my friends who's a big Springsteen fan doesn't like that. And I do. And I just like, I don't know, like, he just does it in a cool way. Like, he, he's he's very Larry. He's always Larry. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Not always. He does do the quiet ballads. But, you know, when he's in that mode, he's very Larry. He, like, he's very, he's a rock star in kind of the best rock star way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so I'm, 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 I'm ambivalent, I would say. Like, I like a lot of it and I get a bit tired sometimes, but I can't deny the, the coolness, the cool factor. It's the cool factor, isn't it? Yeah, that's, it's totally fair. And I mean, you know, like you said, you know, if you think too much, I think that's kind of key to any like good and fun drinking song. Like if you think too much about it, you're gonna, you know, you might not enjoy it as much, you know, yes. it's kind of yeah, like, a, you know, 
let's let's have a beer and you know chill yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i shouldn't overthink it it's 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 not appropriate to drinking (laughs) absolutely uh but let's bring this on home with your last pick which was escape the pina colada song by rupert holmes i was tired of my lady we'd been together too long like a worn out recording of a favorite song she lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read If you like pina coladas And getting caught in the rain If you're not into yoga If you have half a brain Choose it, did I? <laughs> it that song, ironically, I think is the song that's come up the most on this podcast. Oh, really? So many like, people pick it for different things. It's <laughs> very funny. Yeah, so it, I just, uh, I still think that uh, the Biz Markie song is the best drinking for me, the best drinking song. Yeah. But this is, it's just the go to, I don't know, it just, it's just, I mean, it, do you like pina coladas? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Great. <laughs> yeah. It's kind Great. of the per- the taste of champagne. It's perfect for, you know, it's perfect for sitting on a beach, you know, mm-hmm. and hanging out and mm-hmm. not having a care in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, even that though is... when you listen to the whole song, you're like, oh, this is a song about two people that don't want to be together. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this yeah, could yeah, be yeah, the yeah. couple in the mountain goat song. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, totally. But it's um, it's a it's a weird song because again, like. I sh- you sh- can't think too much about it because it's really it's really the epitome of like 70s tacky yacht rock yeah. sleazy like everything down to the production is just like tacky and fake and him as a singer he's not a crooner but he's very loungy yeah and lyrics are just like i don't know how self-aware this song is i don't know how much credit to give it but i don't think anyone a lot of people love this song i love this song but I think we all love it ironically on some level. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how self-aware the song is. Uh, it's it's a, one of those, I hope it is. I'm not entirely sure. But... I like to think that it might be just because, because one of the things I know about, I don't know a lot about Rupert Holmes, but I didn't find this out until I was much older. And I was, I was doing a bit about this song on stage. Like, you know, like when I was doing stand-up, I would like talk about this song and just kind of about how weird it is and what I think it would be in, you know, 2021 or whatever um and then someone came up after me and said oh yeah that guy wrote this song what's it called i think it's just called timothy or whatever and it's about cannibals and i'm like oh that's gotta be like a silly funny song not something that you take too seriously so i think that even though this is sort of you know that iconic 70s you know lounge track you know still kind of be like oh yeah he kind of realized that it was kind of funny and the lyrical subject matter is that's intentional (laughs) but it's it's kind of sweet when you get to the end it's it's weird and surreal but it's kind of sweet that they they rekindle their relationship it's um 
But I always get to the end and, you know, he says, oh, I never knew that you liked pina coladas and the taste of champagne. You you didn't know your wife liked Well, that's, that's what I end up thinking of where I'm like, oh, you know, if they did not know any of this, they really yeah. should not have been together. <laughs> they just did yeah. not click properly. <laughs> <laughs> but what I, do, what I do like about the song is that it shares essentially the same plot as, do you know the song Babushka by Kate Bush? I might if I heard it, but not off the top of my head. I mean, I'm a big Kate Bush fan. It's a brilliant song, but it's typical Kate Bush. Very weird and very artsy. But it's essentially the same plot line. Um, it's That's certainly fun. different, but it, it's very similar. And it's just weird. These two weird worlds collide of Kate Bush artsy weirdness and Rupert Holmes, like, loungy cheese. Yeah. And I just, I really love that they have that in common <laughs> for this uh, those two songs. Absolutely. Um, it's funny, before we move on to mine, the thing that this song always makes me think of, which I think kind of shows how silly and versatile it is, it makes me think of Shrek. Um, okay. Because when that film. It, it is very briefly, but like when he's kind of being shown the princesses to pick, um, you know, it shows like Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty, and then it shows Fiona and it says like, oh, you know, she's a damsel in distress who likes pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. And oh, I'm like, oh, you know, right. that's a very, it, I feel like that's become like a go-to like dating profile where yes. people are like, I'm funny and I'll reference this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, I do remember that now. Yeah. That's, that, it's a nice little reference. I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's fun where... I feel like we're far enough removed that maybe not everyone would get it where, you know, if you're, you know, 25 and on a dating app, you know, yes. someone could put that and it's kind of, you know, you're like, oh, it's an old soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's kind of like um, in the way it's one of those jokes that has kind of become fresh again or is a, it's a meta joke about the yeah. joke and it's all that in the same way that, you know hey, you know, airplane food, what's the deal with that? It's like, yeah. that is now a joke about a joke, which was a joke about a joke in the first place. It's just this really, uh, that's the internet all over though, isn't it? Meme culture is meta yeah. jokes about jokes. And like, it's, it's mind boggling to try to explain that to someone. My favorite band, uh, The Wonder Years, have a joke about this song in one of their songs where they said, can someone tell these kids that liking the rain no longer counts as an idiosyncrasy? In fact, I think Rupert Holmes wrote a song about it in the 70s and subsequently <laughs> saved the pina colada industry, um, which like, you know, is kind of a call out, but also very silly when you think about it. No, that's that's fantastic. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's bring this on home with my last pick, which was End of the Night by Dropkick Murphys. Um, the ember, the fire is starting to fade, but it's now that I'm at my best. Give the angel of my shoulder a break for the night, cause the devil Stool now and buy me a drink and please think of me as a friend we live for 
it because end of the night last song um you know and i think of you know this kind of has the similar feeling to you know a lot of the folk songs that you just sing along to a bunch of people you know uh you know it's feel good and homey and you could just kind of picture sitting at a bar you know with a bunch of people that you're friends with and like being like all right <laughs> we're having one more and then going home yeah yeah and so I, I don't know tons about the band, but they're like Bostonian, like yep. Irish punk, I guess you'd always call yeah. them. And they were used in The Departed. I remember that yep. was the first time I heard them. They're, I'm used to them being a bit more fighty than this. Yeah. Um, this is still a little, it's not fighty, it's a bit rough around the edges, which is their vibe, and I love it. Yeah. It's great. Um, and it's still like, it's still, it feels like fundamentally it's still a folk song, but obviously modernized and punky and a bit more rock and yeah. it's, it's just like a great little because that is it's a hard thing to do that successfully without it just sounding like you're mocking folk or you're yeah. a bit crap it, or whatever it's hard to do that well it reminds me a lot of like billy joel with like piano man where like that could have easily been this song right. and they do this very sincerely which i think is nice you know instead of it being like a mocking thing you know where it you know dropkick murphy these guys even though they're punky and you know they're they have an audience that <laughs> spans ages they always make me think of people that are just like a little bit older than me you know like maybe right, yeah. in their 40s as opposed to like my parents age right, you know so it yeah. kind of makes me think of like going to the bar and like talking to like someone that's maybe i wouldn't because they're not necessarily like someone that i'd be like oh yeah you know we're about the same age yeah yeah it's like a gen x it's a gen x vibe i think isn't yeah it? that's that, i i i agree i um yeah it's interesting you mentioned billy joel piano mike because i know nearly chose that as well actually and yeah like, i've already got some of the obvious picks i'll avoid the one obvious pick for once <laughs> yeah. i will avoid avoid an obvious pick um <laughs> but yeah it's, it does have a similar vibe to that actually where it's yeah it's weird because it's, it's a kind of hard to pin down vibe isn't it it's just this like, yeah this thing that we all know what it is you know we can point it out but we can't quite describe it they still have kind of the gruff the gruffness of their voice but you know not yes. like not like a guy being like don't mess with me but yes. you know kind of like okay you know i've i've been through things you know but yeah. we're gonna sit and we're gonna have a nice time yeah yeah, yeah. you'd almost call it friendly fighty like yeah. that's their vibe as a band sometimes like yeah it's like yeah it's like the fight you'd have with your brother that, that's the fightiness they have yeah. i think sometimes uh this it, one's not quite as fighty it's just it's a ballad in a way isn't it yeah yeah and you know it has that you know it has the line pull up this that stool and buy me a drink you know and yeah, think yeah, of yeah. me as a friend yeah, you yeah, know yeah. very much like you know we're all we're all in this together <laughs> yes yeah 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 they have that feel as a band yeah they feel communal i guess as a yeah band, don't they? yeah i like that i like that but i need to listen to more of their stuff because having only heard them really in the departed and then maybe listen to the songs that were in the departed again <laughs> not explored it beyond that i guess they yeah. they vary it up they're they're still very much punky but they have a lot of they have a lot of like irish folk influence you know where even if there's some distorted guitars you know it still kind of comes through Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or if you want to hear a, a punkier version of an Irish folk song, they're there. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, I mean, like, again, it's it's weird. I'm not into punk necessarily, but I do like punk covers of classic songs. Like that can be really fun. Oh, yeah. Like you know, hearing is it me first and the Gimme Gimmies? Like they do. Oh, they're so great. 
I, I, just say, I don't know why I'm not a big fan of punk, but as soon as they do <laughs> these punk versions of so like classic like folk songs or rock songs, I'm just like, yeah, that's just it's fun. Like, how can you deny the fun of this? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, Jacob, those were all the songs. Do you have any honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. I mean, I guess I've already said it. Billy Joel, Piano Man. Yeah. Just feel it's just it just works again. Like that's a kind of you can smell the beer in that song yeah and it just feels right and it's got it's, is it six eight yeah it's folksy again it's got that folksy lilt to it and it just it works on so many levels and i think it's i'm not a huge billy joel fan i do like a lot of his stuff but i think that's it's probably not controversial to say that's probably his crowning achievement yeah that's and his that's most not, popular song it's just a, it's just a great i mean we didn't start the fire could also be another drinking song <laughs> yeah um that, that I mean, one's actually, kind of yeah. fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting stuck on Billy Joel. I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's two good ones, I feel, there. But, what, like, did you have any that you wanted to um, tell me lot, about that? I might... uh, not really. I mean, a lot of Menzinger songs could have, you know, there's a lot of artists that, like, have songs on here that I could have chosen other ones for. That's about it. Any Dropkick Murphy song could have worked, you know, right, all right, that right. stuff. So. Oh, actually, sorry. Can I can I get like a third honorable mention? Go ahead. Being yeah. Here? But I only say it because, um, again, I was drinking last night with a few friends and my girlfriend, and I put something on which is fantastic and is definitely a drinking song, uh, but it's also surreal and weird. So we all know Bohemian Rhapsody, right? It's yes. Great. It's Bohemian Rhapsody. And it's kind of a drinking song. It works, but... We all also know the song by Cardi B, WAP. Have you heard Bohemian Wapsody? I have not, but yeah. that sounds so incredible. It's um, an absolute travesty. It's obviously heretical. It's a sin, a stain upon humankind, but it is fantastic. Someone has mashed the two songs up oh, and I, I legitimately that. love it. And it's a song you can just put on when you're drinking and everyone's going to love it. Um, it's completely degenerate, but in a good way. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so fun. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to that and I'm going to hit stop here, but that's what's going to play as the outro. <laughs> this has been a Lug Hole Podcast. <laughs>